the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Welcome into the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. First hour of the show is in the history books. Eh, I'd give it a B plus. Maybe it'd be minus. I've had better. 800-345-5639. Not enough phone calls. Not enough phone calls would be the number one chief complaint with the first hour. 800-345-5639. But I did get Kim Commando to say the word porn on the air, which I think is an accomplishment. Uh, anytime you can get people to stoop into your gutter of a mind, I think it's top-notch entertainment. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Big story yesterday, and it happened after I left radio, but before I started TV. So I did it on TV, but I couldn't do it here. So sorry that this is going to have some crossover to it. Uh, Hewlett-Packard. They plan to spend $2.7 billion to buy 3Com. This is countering moves by Cisco this year to become the main supplier of networking and computer gear for corporate data centers. Now, it doesn't take too much of a stretch to see that HP wants to do business with the same people that Cisco wants to do business with. Businesses, right? Businesses that need tech gear. So Cisco has made some pretty aggressive moves in video conferencing. Now, three comm shareholders are going to receive about $7.90 a share in cash, 39% more than yesterday's closing price. Hewlett Packard, the world's largest personal computer maker, said that their earnings are going to be up next year. So they've said that they're good with their earnings and they're, they're using some of their money, their cash hoard, to buy 3Com. Now, 3Com is a weak, pathetic, nothing shell of a company compared to Cisco. But 3Com's got great relationships with China. And businesses are growing worldwide, of course. You know, sometimes more so in the United States, sometimes less so. Anyway, Hewlett-Packard Chief Executive Mark Hurd, he's using this expansion, this acquisition to really expand business and try to deliver higher profit margins. Now, two things that HP makes that are pretty much so, how shall we say, how shall we say, how shall we say, their bread and butter are printers and personal computers. And your personal computer, what is it? It's maybe a Dell, maybe HP. You tend not to have a lot of loyalty. So it ultimately is kind of a commodity is why you don't have a lot of loyalty. Now, there was a while there that IBM ThinkPads were the best, best notebooks on the planet, and people gave that a premium. But lately, competition's caught up, so to speak. Now, okay, so Hewlett-Packard buys 3Com. Cisco's the number one maker of networking equipment gear. Networking equipment gear has higher-end margins. Now, the market for data center products is about $20 billion. 3Com, HP, they gain products. Engineers and a company with a leading share in China. That's the rub. That's the intriguing part of it. So 3Com is perhaps the most undervalued company in the networking space because they don't have a lot of growth. They don't have a lot of sizzle. So it was a pretty cheap purchase for HP. Now, HP said they did a full search looking for the competition out there, and they think 3Com's a Chinese best-kept secret play kind of situation. 
Now, Heard, he's 52 years old. He bought more than 30 companies since he's taken over as CEO of HP. It probably doesn't feel like that, does it? Now, remember Carly Fiorino, when she ran HP, she did something that was significant. She bought, she bought Compaq computers. Remember Compaq? They're always more better, more better priced. Where's my grammar lesson? Come on, someone send me an email and, and chew me out for having bad grammar. And watch how fast I send you an email back chastising you for ruining America. Um, so Herd's bought over 30 companies. Now, by joining 3Com and HP, it's going to be the number two networking company. Customers have been frustrated by the fact that their networks have been proprietary. They have been slow to change. So ultimately, HP is becoming more like Cisco, and Cisco is becoming more like HP. Now, 3Com gets about half their business from China. It's the byproduct of a joint venture that it has since ended with Huawei Huawei Technologies. The company has been working to expand to corporate customers outside of China, of course. Now, again, I don't know. It's it's what businesses have to direct traffic. So this is really about Cisco and 3Com, each having about 35% of the corporate network and equipment market in China. 3Com's benefit from their venture uh, in China. 3Com and Cisco are quite evenly matched. Cisco is very confident in our business strategy, commitment, and product to innovation. So says a spokesperson for Cisco. Cisco is, what city do you think they're located in? A lot of people don't know. What city? Cisco. It's one of the tech giants. One of the tech giants. Bay Area. You've lived here most of your life. Can you tell me what city Cisco is based out of? San Jose. 3Com was second to Cisco in the market for computer networking equipment before their sales started to spiral in the late 1990s. There was one point in time that 3Com was a dominant, dominant company, but they kind of lost their edge. They, uh, you know when they started to lose their edge? They bought a company called U.S. Robotics. Remember when you had a modem that you would attach to your computer? Now you just have a networking card that's in there, and uh, it does the trick for you once you plug a line into it. But yeah, you used to have a, have a separate modem, and one of the things that made Microsoft so powerful was that they'd make their drivers work with all, you know, all different computers for, you know, they'd, they'd hustle to make sure that, like, U.S. robotics modems could be updated in situations like that. Now, 3Com left Silicon Valley. They've moved to Massachusetts. I don't know if you know that. The company owned the naming rights to the home stadium of the National Football League San Francisco 49ers between 1996 and 2002. They had a great product there for about a flash of history. When they had PDAs and Palm Pilots, they spun Palm off. Probably one of their smarter things that they did um, was start that division and and get it up and going. One of the weaker things that they did was ultimately let it go. HP's strong brand and distribution capabilities can overcome difficulties that they're going to have as far as 3Com products go. They have to up the quality of those 3Com products. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I got a Muni story on on California. Let's see if that's worth hitting. I don't even know if it's worth grinding it out. Um, We need calls. I don't have enough content today, so I'm sending out a a plea. Our author who was supposed to be on here, Bruce Bartlett, don't buy his book, um, didn't call in. So 800-345-5639, don't buy the Bruce Bartlett book. He was supposed to call in at 11 o'clock, so you don't want to buy it. Now, the municipal bond market's message to California, it's telling us something. It's, it's telling us that they're starting not to like us anymore because they're starting to charge more money. In the last seven weeks, our state of California has raised $21 billion of short and long-term debt. Now, here's there's, there's a rub here on it. And I don't 
I don't care if you're the 60-year-old cranky dude on the street who wears his boxers out in front of the house and scratches his testicles in front of me, or if you're the 20-year-old young, hot, sexy person straight out of college who's starting their first job and, and drinking mojitos. You have to care about this story because we live in California, and rising market yields have the effect of devaluing older fixed-rate muni bonds. Now, it hurts our ability to borrow when we're borrowing at such a high rate, but it also hurts our older muni bonds because people don't want to hold on to them anymore. Now, in California's latest offering a sale on Tuesday, we raised $1.9 billion in bonds. The state had to pony up for a 4% annualized tax-free yield. Try to get investors suckered into this. Now, less than two weeks ago, the state paid a yield of 2.48% on a same bond, same maturity. A good bond broker can make you tons of money. Now, again, that's 4% that you don't pay taxes on. So there's a term called the real rate of return. Had you paid taxes on it, and let's say you're at the 20% tax bracket, the real rate of return would be 5%. You get the basic idea. That's why with mortgages, the real rate of, of borrowing is a lot less than you think it is. So if your mortgage is at 5%, by the time you deduct your, your taxable income off of it and uh, de- depreciate the, the value of the money that not changing, again, anything that you've been prepaying has been losing tons of buying power in the last couple of years as the dollar's been, been sliding and you're putting dollars in your home. So if you think the economy is awful and you think we're going to have a weak dollar in the foreseeable future, then prepaying a mortgage is about the dumbest thing you can do. Just to let you know. And yeah, I, I am the guy who does a radio show who refers to people as dumb. In large part because we didn't learn this stuff in high school. If I do anything, if I have any sort of uh, legacy, I, I'd, like that, I'd like to say that I, I financially educated people on a variety of issues. So I do want to run for mayor one day. Because I think it would just be a, a hoot. Now, in my home city of San Carlos, which I think is the most lovely city in the whole peninsula, because it's more of a town than a city. It's more of a village or a hamlet. Uh, we're kind of nestled in back. Uh, Redwood City's, you know, on one side, and um, that's kind of a big sprawling situation. And Belmont's on another side, and uh, Redwood, uh, you get the basic idea of what I'm trying to get at here. Uh, we're just kind of a hamlet that's kind of tucked away. But uh, you have to be on city council, and city council members take turns being mayor. And I, I kind of wish we could elect mayor because I'd, I'd have the most outrageous campaign. <laughs> I'll take over Belmont. But I'll also work for a dollar because we don't have people who are savvy enough, in my opinion, in our government. I wish we had more savvy business people in our government. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. One of the things that I'm most intrigued about, and this last two years has really pulled this into me. You know, keep in mind, I get to work in an environment where for three years people are like, I got to have real estate. I quickly learned people are like, they just respond to the times. Now everyone's, you know, debt collection and tax write-offs and going bankrupt and foreclosure and short sales. Hey, should I do a foreclosure or a, a, a bankruptcy? Like, I, I get this mindset from people after a while that um, I learn a lot. And you know what's funny is right now, back in the 90s, people had to have tech stocks. and They didn't even know what the hell they were buying. What I'm getting at is people don't really know much about anything. We're, an, we're a, a nation of opinionated people who don't research our own opinions. Um, you know, I, I think that's pretty sad and pathetic. But uh, one of the things that people are most concerned about right now is ruining their credit score. I find it ironic that someone's about to foreclose a house 
or short sell a house where they're going to lose a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars of cash out of their pocket, and they're worried about their credit score. Are you kidding me? That's like uh, surviving a car crash where you know you lose a, an arm and a leg, and you you ask the doctor, "Hey, can you put a band aid on on this little nick under my eye?" Like, dude, look at your arm and leg; they're gone. People are like, "Hey, can you? What what should I do? I'm worried about my credit score." You're losing a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. You're going bankrupt. You're foreclosed on, and people are worried about their credit scores. A maxed out card. Here's how a maxed out card hurts your credit score. You lose twenty five to forty five points for having a maxed out card on your credit score. Now that's if you have a credit score of seven eighty. If you have a credit score of six eighty, you only lose ten to thirty points. Another way of, of messing up your credit score is 30-day late payment. You lose 90 to 110 points if you have a 30-day late payment on your credit score. Just one. Debt settlement, you lose 105 to 125 points. Foreclosure, 140 to 160 points. Bankruptcy, you get screwed. You lose 220 to 240 points. Now, a great credit score is 780. A pretty good one, a decent one is eh, 680. That's where most Americans tend to fall in. So, anyway, people are all freaked out about credit scores. Um, the person who has a 780 score, what do, they, what do they look like? They've got at least 10 credit accounts in total, and they've got a 15-year credit history. They use 15 to 25% of their credit card limits, no more. They have no late payments on credit reports. They have no collection accounts or any other negatives. Now, the person with a 680 score has six credit accounts and an eight-year credit history. They've used 40 to 50% of their credit card limits. They're 90 days late on an account two years ago or 30 days late on an account less than one year ago. So you don't want to max out your pay at your credit card. You don't want to skip a payment. And you really want to try to keep off those credit card debt settlements. Why is this important? And again, it shows you like you want to get your kids started early with credit. I know you're saying, don't tell me you want to get my kid to have a credit card. Yes, I do. Because it takes 15 years to get a great credit score. I have a great credit score. When women see my credit score, they blush. Men in the restroom, they they look over and they go, that's a good credit score. Whoa. You carry it around like it's some sort of great thing. And it is a great thing. In large part, why? Why are we so worried about it? Because I can go out and get a car cheaper than you can. Because I have a 780 and you have a 680. So you want to get your kids started so that they get that 15-year history. You want to put them on a secured card so that they can never have a late payment. So credit scores are kind of interesting. They're kind of intriguing on those levels. Anyway, 800-345-5639. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Get your calls in the air. Where are these phone calls? I'm not even sure if the phone's working today. Well, Kim Commando called, so the phone must be working. 800-345-5639 is Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. Oh, 
Welcome back in. It's Rob Black Show 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Eminem. So, that's all I have to say. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Oh, no, we lost a good call. Let's go to Susan in San Jose. Susan? Oh, hello. Um, I'm calling about uh, my husband and I were about 50 and um, trying to figure out retirement. Uh, we've, we've been saving money to buy a home. We're in a condo now. Um, have about sixty-five, seventy thousand 70000 um, sitting in a bank, and we're selling a rental house, and we uh, will probably get about 150 out of that. Um, decided not to buy a house. His job stability isn't that great right now, and so trying to figure out what we should do with this uh, this money. How old are you, Susan? Um, I'm 50. He's 48. Okay. Congratulations on marrying a younger man. Yeah, I'm a, uh, almost a cougar. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> practically robbing the cradle. Yes. So um, tell me a little bit more about how much do you have saved in the, the retirement plan, the nest egg? Uh, nest egg, not not very much. A 401k, about 120. Um, IRA's about the same, about 115. Um, and, uh, you know, he's got a... a so, yeah, that, that's that's really it for saving. That's not bad. So yeah. it, it, it could be better. Could could be better. Could be worse, I the, guess. The job security concerns me a little bit because yeah. you want to keep that as long as you can, in large part for the health benefits. But on top of it, he should be at peak earning years. And as a couple, you know, the kids are probably mostly out of the house at this point in time. So you really start saving more as you hit the age that you're at now. Yeah, we're saving about 40 a year the past few years. Keep it up. Um, Keep it up because yeah. you'll appreciate that later in life. Now, you got $70,000 that's not tied towards the 240 that's in the bank. Uh, correct. Yeah, okay. that's just cash, uh, earning pretty much nothing, um, selling a, a, a second home, and we should pull about 150 out of that. Um, and the plan was to buy a home, changed our mind on that, so... Um, just kind of want to invest this for retirement now and uh, stay in the, the small uh, home that we're in right now. And what's your husband do for a living? He's an engineer. Okay, and he, he feels a little freaked out that he could lose his job? Uh, yeah, there's been lots of layoffs, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's not looking good out there. Uh, the good news, I mean, just the two of us, so we can go where the work is. And um, if we find work... Uh, you know, in another state. Good. And I'd strongly consider that because the state of California is very expensive. And just for living in the state, we pay nine and a half percent state income tax. That is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, looking at some states where there's no state income tax or, or lower cost of living. And, absolutely. Because you'd be able to save a lot more. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Good, good, good. So I'd strongly consider that. Now, I would say set up an emergency fund immediately with that $70,000, two to six months of income, depending on how long you think it could take him to get a job in case you don't have it. I would put that in a Ginny May fund, a Fidelity Ginny May, yields about 4.5%. That's what I would start off doing with your plan. because I think that the whole whole amount into a Ginny May? Until you know what to do with it, yes. And again, I'm not saying the whole amount. I'd say two to six months of his take-home pay. Especially if he's an engineer, I think he could probably get a job pretty quickly. If he's a you know a poet, it's going to take a little bit more time in this economy. Um, so I think that would be prudent. I wouldn't really worry about buying a new house. I would get rid of that rental because I think that's a large asset for you. And probably owning a rental, which you've learned, Susan, it ain't all that. 
Yeah, it's it's been okay, but just looking at the at the numbers of what we'd get from, you know, if we kept it 10 years and yeah. if we invested it wisely 10 years from now, just pulling out the equity, yeah. it would be about a wash and uh, we could have problems in the rental. So, so uh, and we're in contract with somebody right now, so that's... Uh, what city is the rental in, out of curiosity? I'm sorry, oh, Hollister. Hollister, okay. Yeah, I think you're doing the right things, it sounds like. Um, and I would keep that, that 401k money and that IRA money growing as long as you can and try Force him to work as long as possible, Susan, because... Oh, yeah, he's, he's very motivated to work. He's okay. still got a lot of fire, and so, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he'll, he'll be working for another, another 10 years. Well, thanks for the call. Okay, and then as far as the 150 we pull out, um, what type of... Should that go, a lot of that, into the stock market, or...? Over time, historically, stocks beat real estate, and um, over time, bonds beat real estate. Uh-huh. So as you're getting older... Um, you should probably be putting a little bit more in the bond market. Okay. And right now, the California municipal bond market, you can get a real rate of return of about 5%, and you could lock that in for a long period of time. Okay. I would consider that, but also I would consider talking with the CFP to make sure that you know your husband may have 100% invested in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. That's just ridiculous. Or he may have 100% in small cap stocks in his 401k. So I, I want to make sure that you get a good balance, but... I, generically speaking, I'd say consider California muni bond as you get older because that you can lock that in for a long period of time. Okay. And it's a good rate of return. And thanks for the call. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Tim in San Jose. Tim? Tim. Hello? You're on. Oh, hey, Rob. Yeah, I had a question. I'm trying to buy. Uh, first off, I want to know if you think this is a good time to buy a house. It's a great time to buy a house based on mortgage rates. It's an awful time to buy a house based on foreclosures. Um, there's just too many of them out there, and it's going to get worse. I think real estate prices still have a ways to go on the downside, another 5 10%, which you go, whoa, Rob, we're already down 30 to 40% depending on the market. That will take you 20 years to get back to being whole if you bought at the top. So it really depends, Tim. Um, I love the mortgage rate. I own a home. I bought it this year. I have no problem saying that it's an underperforming asset compared to the stock market. I have no idea if I'm going to lose 10% more in value in the short term. Over the long term, I bought it on the best street. I think I'll be able to sell it for what I put into it. Um, but I know it's an underperforming asset because I've got a, a large amount of money down on the house, but I've got an amazing mortgage rate, Tom. But isn't that counterintuitive to what you normally would say? I mean, you, you don't want to put your money in an underperforming asset, right? Of course not, but the ideal way of looking at a home is it becomes an asset over time, but it's a liability up front. Um, I've got a great job. i got great job security. I feel good about my life, Tim, so I don't mind having an underperforming asset. I don't have to live um, on the razor's edge my whole life in a rental situation. Is it smarter for me to rent than own? Absolutely, in the short term. In the long term, the beauty about home ownership is the incredibly low cost of money of the mortgage um, with the tax write-offs and the ability to lower my taxable income, Tim. There's a lot of incentive over the longer term. Over the shorter term, it's it's one of the worst things you can do. Well, along with that, I would also add to the fact that you're, you're always going to have taxes, you're always going to have insurance, and you're always going to have maintenance costs. Absolutely. And that's a lot of money. And people forget that, and then you have to buy it and pay a sales agent something, and then you've got to sell it and pay a sales agent something. Um, but later in life, Tim, also I've got some leverage into it where I can take some of that wealth out and, 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 and put it elsewhere. So you don't ha- ever have to pay off your home to have a, a high-valued asset in it, if you see what I'm saying. But if you 
like for just to play devil's advocate, like you said, uh, bonds outperform real estate and stock market outperforms real estate. Why not just put your money in bonds or the stock market and rent rent a house? Tim, I'm worth a lot of money. I've hit my nest egg number. I'm comfortable in an underperforming asset. Um, again, it's a good tax write-off, and it becomes a nice asset over time, and it's a diversified asset over time. Real estate is different than stocks. Stocks are different than bonds. I own all of them. I also own, um, for instance, a business property that I use as a tax write-off, which is wonderful. Um, also, I own fine art. So fine art is a different asset. So I don't, you know, I caution you, Tim, to, of course, when you're young, you want to get exposure to the best performing assets. But once you get wealthy, I think you want to become diversified and stop trying to beat the market, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, so it makes sense to to not buy until you have yourself well-established financially. I, I, I agree with that statement. Now, with that said, with these mortgage rates, Tim, I'm actually going to encourage people to find a home on the best street, close to jobs, something that they can afford with no more than 40% of their income, um, and yeah, and find a good home to live in. But again, don't think of it as an investment because that's a sickness. That's a yeah. mental that's a mental problem if you think of it as an investment because it's a huge liability. I agree. So thanks for the call, Tim. Thanks. 800-345-5639. Get your calls in there. We're going to come back to Mark in San Mateo. Mark is becoming a regular call, which I tend to hate. So just to forewarn you, Mark, you're, you're, you're making me cranky. So he works at Max's in Palo Alto. Everyone should go and harass him there like he harasses me. <laughs> Don't, 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 don't harass Mark. 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Rob Black. On the radio now. Online. Anytime. Talk910.com. Podcasts. Lou Dobbs is leaving CNN. I don't care about Lou Dobbs. He's lost his relevancy about 10, 15 years ago. Um, I guess on some levels, I should say that he opened doors for people like me to get into your living room to talk about financial issues. His name's Louis Lou Dobbs, American radio host. His radio show is no longer pertinent. He's off topic. He's got a lot of uh, negativity surrounding him. For instance... The legal immigration and border security. It's, it's kind of like his cross that he, he bears at this point in time. The whether or not uh, Barack Obama was birthed in this nation or not, it's, it's, it's just kind of weird that he hangs on to these issues. Now, again, um, he's a lifelong Republican. I think, again, in the world of financial media, he's done a wonderful job. I think he's going to end up in at Fox, Fox Business or Fox News. But then again, I always thought that... Uh, you know, his controversy on him, it links also back to the point that a lot of times he doesn't have reputable sources. James Glassman, author of Dow 36,000, a member of the neoconservative American Enterprise Institute think tank, is accused him of inciting xenophobia. I don't know. You know, to me, it's just who cares? He, he's no one watches CNN. He gets a goose egg of a rating. Dobbs has been criticized for his journalistic ethics by a uh, progressive news journalist called Amy Goodman. She exposed flagrant errors in his reporting and a staff's association with 
disreputable sources. He's got a special responsibility to rely on facts and to correct misstatements of fact, and yet he doesn't. So, I don't know. To me, Lou Dobbs tonight, uh, Dobbs' program displayed uh, controversial Christian citizens' beliefs. I, I don't know. I just To me, he's just lost his focus. So, I think it points, you know, I do a show that's dedicated to Nestec. And as soon as I start doing a show dedicated towards, you know, Republican agenda or Democrat agenda, I'll lose all credibility. So, uh, to me, he just lost credibility. 800-345-5639 to get your calls. Now, let's go to Mark in San Mateo. Rob. Mark. It's great to talk to you again. Thank you very much for your time. First of all, I want to say to you, I totally agree with you in regards to repeat callers. But you forced me to do it, man. I'm sorry. Okay, what did I do this time? No, nothing, nothing. Actually, um, I wanted to run an idea by you, because you had talked about um, my running for mayor, San Mateo. Okay. And um, I, what, I wanted, what I wanted to propose to you was that um, I run for mayor, and assuming I become mayor, I make you my secretary of war. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. I'm following you. I'm tracking you. Okay. you. You remember in the day when we had the secretary? I'm not talking about secretary of defense. I'm talking about secretary of war. Remember in the day, like, when Roosevelt was FDR was president or, uh, you know, Teddy Roosevelt? We had a war, secretary of war. It was business, right? I mean, it wasn't defense. It is defense. It's all about, you know, hold back. I'm talking war. So we, so what we do is we, we take over, you know, we build a little army, and we take over Palo Alto, Cupertino. We get those school districts, and then we become a great town. Okay, I'm with you. So I'm with you. Let's talk a little bit more about Secretary of Wars. Why do you think we stopped using Secretary of Wars? It's a good question, Rob. I, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's a good name. I think we should change, you know, whoever, whether it's Hillary Clinton or whoever else is in office. And I know you don't like to talk about politics, and I'm not trying to do that. It's just... We should change that name to put the fear of God or whether you don't believe or believe in God in the idea that you're going to get war if you deal with the United States. You know, I mean, I think that it's something maybe we should consider bringing back. Um, I'm not, I think there was a time period where that label Secretary of War definitely did say, okay, um, we're ready for war and maybe we didn't want, we wanted to be more like isolationists. But in today's world that we live in, I think we have to be more on alert, and I think we need to, uh, you know, just be um, on the, not the offense, but prepared, you know, a formation. It's interesting that you say that, because the Secretary of War became the Secretary of Army and the Secretary of Air Force, and the Secretary of Air Force and Army became the Secretary of Defense, and Heidi says we probably killed the Secretary of War for political PC reasons, whereas I'm angling at, at, I don't know, I don't know if I want to be Secretary of War, I kind of want to be like... The person who lobotomizes stupid people. Well, you, well, how about, okay, I can make you chief of police, I can make you chief, or chief of fire department. Right? I'd, run, I'd run with you. I'd, I'd, I'd endorse your candidacy, because, again, you're qualified. Right. Lifelong, lifelong waiter at Max's. Well, no, 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 and I, wanna, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate everything you've done for me. I just want to let you know, I have, I just got a new job, and so I will be working at Max's, but only part-time. And um, does, your, does your boss at Max's know that we talk about it? What's that? Does your boss at Max's know that we talk about it? No, no. Nobody knows. And nobody knows about this new company that I'm going to go work for, other than we discussed it the other day, but I can't bring it up again. Well, no one's... Okay, who is it? Oh, is it... Oh, it's that little... Uh... Please, don't, please don't say it. Please don't say it, because I, I, I don't want to jinx anything. And so... Was it the company that rhymes with, with Morm Mactor? Yeah. Storm Stactor? You're already pushing, you're pushing the envelope. So you're not, you're not going to be hearing from me at least over the next three months. 
if you get my drift. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, so we'll see. How I'm, you know, and I tell what I tell people is, um, in terms of getting, it took me two weeks to get a job. Okay. Um, and what I tell people is that uh, lower your standards. Get in the door. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Get in the right company with the right ideas. And if you're smart and you're hungry and you work hard, don't worry about the money. As long as you're in decent financial shape, as long as you don't have egregious bills to pay or things like that, and you need to make a ton of money, you can live within your means, just get in the company any way you can. It's not hard to do. You just need to be persistent and just go for a job that you're overqualified for, maybe, perhaps, and just say, yeah, no problem. I'll take that job, run with it and look what else is within the company, within my grasp. And I would tell that to anybody these days, um, you know, whether they're just fresh out of college or, you know, a seasoned veteran like yourself. Armstrong has Getty. John's got Ken. Maybe I'll have to add Mark to the show because I, I need a crutch. Well, I need... You know, I would, I, you know, if this job fell through, because you never know on jobs, like, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed that I was able to get this job based on, yeah. uh, I'll tell you, it was from a Craigslist posting. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. And and so what I'm saying If the job that, falls through, Mark, what I'll, what I'll promise you is I need kind of a spiritual guru for the show. Someone no problem. Someone who stands behind me and just smokes cigarettes. That, well, you don't have to say a word. You just stand behind me and smoke cigarettes. You know, I can do that. I I I respect people's rights to smoke cigarettes and like when I when my wife and I went to Thailand last year, we smoked a couple cigarettes. I'm not I'm not down with it, you know, like well, in my regular da- daily life in San You're going to have to smoke like, cigarettes and you're going to also have to do me another favor. Um you're going to have to to learn like a butt dance for the webcam. Something that on occasion when we need inspiration, you do it. Something gonna, like I'll be inspirational, but it's not going to come from dancing. Guys like the, the, the butt shaker, women like the butt shaker. We may need a, a kind of a, a, a scab, kind of a relief pitcher from time to time to throw inspiration karma back on our side. Let me, let me ask you one other quick question while I got you on the phone, because I don't know whether I'll ever, you know, who yeah, knows. This absolutely. Job, this I, is probably I may, it. I may become, you know, the new CEO of this company. I may have to ban you from calling. It can go that direction, too. Well, I, I, well, when I called in, they were giggling when I called. I figured my chances were only 50-50 at that point. And then, you know, I hung on. And, and so, I, you know, you're right. You could cut me off. But um, my question to you is, you know, I, I love San Carlos. I think it's, I think it's a great city. It, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, I grew up in Los Altos. San Carlos is much different today than it was. Well, in the same way, in some ways, it's the same way that it was back then. But when I ask, you, you say the schools are great there, and the elementary schools are good there. I don't know much about the, pub, the, the, the middle schools, but what high school are you talking about that's so good that, 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 that you could send your kids to in San, in San Carlos? I think uh, Hillsdale is considered a pretty good school. Okay. So. But that's in the San Mateo School District. I think so. It is, it, Hillsdale's in the San Mateo School District. So I don't think anybody at San Carlos would go. Anyway, it's, I think it's Carlin High School, and I, I don't want to put it down, but it's just you know, there's not a great, I don't think there's a terrific high school. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm challenging you there. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I love San Carlos. I think, I think the downtown is, is spectacular. It's got great stores. Um, the, the, the restaurants, it's got You're, you're pushing me. You're pushing me to throw San Mateo under the bus again. Well, I know. And I'm just, it's the armpit of the peninsula. You did it, Mark. There it is. San Mateo, armpit of the peninsula. Call back another day, 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., 800-345-5639. More stimulating talk. So Mark and I were debating 
about high school ratings. And just so you know, the high school that my city serves, and I think cities uh, value stay higher with higher scores. The high school's Carmont High, like you said, score of 800. Now, from the city that he's from, San Mateo, they've got a couple of high schools. They've got Aragon High, they've got Hillsdale High, and they've got San Mateo High, of which the scores are in the 700s. 800s considered great, 700s is considered school for retarded children. So San Mateo, School of Retarded Children. San Carlos, School of Geniuses. One's considered Einstein, one's considered mentally challenged. <laughs> Take that, Mark. I got a microphone and you don't. And you're not coming back on the air anytime to correct my ill, ill-thought-out ill statistics that aren't quite correct. But no, um, Carmont is a higher score, but it's not as dramatic as I made it sound. It's 800 versus 770. And with that said, the elementary schools... In San Carlos, 800s to 900s. We got some 900s. We got some pretty good schools. So why is that important? Because it's probably the best lesson I can teach about real estate is women want their kids to go to the best schools. And they will move away from bad school districts. And they will go move into good school districts. People will lie to get their kids into better schools. So And that basically creates demand. So it's one of the simpler lessons I could throw out there. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's take a look at some of the stock market issues that are out there. Um, Oil falling about 2.4% today from the $80 level to the $77, $76 level. This is important. Why? Well, oil inventories are increasing more than expected, and it demonstrates the demand for oil is not strengthening. Despite indications of the economy showing some signs of stabilization and growth, it calls into question on a minor basis the strength of the economic recovery. Now, 3Com up 30% today. Uh, in large part, CEO of Hewlett Packard, Mark Hurd, decided he wanted it, so he's buying it. Walmart up slightly. The world's largest retailer posted third quarter profit of 84 cents a share, beating an 81 cent expectation, but sales were on the weak side. Dow Chemical is a big story today. They're up about 6 7% uh, cutting cost, and they also had some rising sales. They uh, acquired a company called Roman Haas, so it's really tough to say on a definitive basis how impressive that number is and or isn't because its comparisons aren't, aren't fair. The comparisons are, are unfair. So we're in a bumpy process right now. Global economy is starting to recover, but a total recovery is going to be slow and bumpy. Don't look for instant gratification. We oversold in panic. We've overbought in belief, and now I think it's going to be coming down a little bit of the proof will be in the pudding. So this year's a great year. Last year, we're down 30%. This year, we're up 60%. You know, going down versus going up, if you lose 50% in value, what do you have to do to get up? Get up 100%. So that's fact jack so to speak 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air it's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air let's talk a little bit about obama obama um and tarp money and jobs this is one of those stories that's out there today it's not a crazy sexy story but it's out there we've talked about tech layoffs we've talked about other states hurting but the president is doing something not novel it's not war and peace it's not crazy new idea, but he's going to do a brainstorming session. And one of the things he wants to do is gather business and labor leaders and drum up demonstrably strong ideas, good ideas on how to reverse the double-digit unemployment rate. So he's starting to struggle. His, his presidency is is not as fruitful as he promised. 
And people are starting to say, we're going to vote other ways, as they did in two governor races. Economic and political concerns rising. The unemployment rate hits double digits. The White House next month is going to have a summit. <laughs> That's what we need. Bring in the, the business leaders and sit them down and have beers with each other. Now, given the magnitude of the economic turmoil that we've experienced, employers are reluctant to hire. Mark got a job at Form Factors. That's crazy. Whoops, I wasn't supposed to say that. Oh, I should hit the dump button and go back seven seconds in time. Mm, forgot. So given the magnitude of the economic turmoil that we've experienced, employers are reluctant to hire. Now, we have started hiring back temporary workers, and that's a sign that the employment picture is going to get better. Now, unemployment nationwide spiked to 10.2%. That's the highest level in 26 years. It's not the highest level ever. It's not the worst economy ever. And people who thought that, and just for the record, every month that I've been on radio at Clear Channel, the stock market's up. I think it would behoove everyone to give me a new contract before the end of December. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke, management. Um, Obama said he would gather chief executives, small business owners, economists, labor leaders, and others to discuss ways to create jobs and grow the economy. He said he did not want to act rashly, particularly given the souring budget deficit, but would be open to any good idea. What do we get out of that? What do you get out of it? I'll tell you what I got out of that big old bowl of nothing. Big old bowl of nothing. Today we saw initial claims continue to fall. Initial claims again beat consensus expectations as claims fell from 514,000 to 502,000. While the drop in claims does not represent a clear turning point, a number under 400,000 would be good. But it's getting, it's moving in the right direction. Congress recently passed an extension to unemployment benefits. So some of these numbers are going to get weirder. Um, because of that extension, people who fell off unemployment and continuing unemployment, now they're going to get extended continuing unemployment. So continuing claims numbers will show a decline in next week's reported numbers before they start showing an increase. So some of these numbers are a little bit tougher to figure out. Now, other stories of note, Garmin, they got profiled in Barron's today. Runaway leader in navigation devices, but we're moving towards not navigation devices, but towards cell phones. Now, unfortunately for investors, the stock's down 75% since its peak in 2007. You get a little modest rally earlier this year, and it's done a little bit to recapture. The stock fetches about 11 times 2010 earnings. The question is, they got $9 in cash. You know, a lot of the weakness you know, stems from Garmin's highly discretionary product mix. Some of its personal navigation devices undeniably suffered during the downturn. They got a new phone out there called the Nuvi phone. Uh, I don't know. That's a company I can't get behind because I, I just see things going a different direction. Anyway, coming up tomorrow, Joe Cannon, the good-looking starting goaltender of your San Jose Quakes, live in studio. On top of that, on top of that, so bring on the soccer questions, you soccer freaks. And on top of that, uh, Dan Rusinowski, he's going to be uh, on air, and I've got some special questions for him brought to you by a young man. More on that tomorrow. I'm out of here. I'll be back in 22 hours. Overall, I'll rate the show today. Near perfect. 800-345-5639 if you want to wait 22 hours to get back on. Uh, talk to you then. No more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.